0: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I no, I can't! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to
1: the races, and he stays on his feet. This just going to go the distance.
0: Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
2: It is Super Bowl preview time, Chiefs and 49ers. Welcome, everybody. Friday morning, and yeah, I'm. Now I'm, like, in it. I'm fired up. I have no dog in this fight, but cannot wait for this game. I usually can't wait for the Super Bowl, but this one really, I think, could be fantastic. I, I unfortunately feel, guys, like it could be it could be a little boring. Uh, you know, just de- good defense, maybe. And people don't necessarily want that. They don't appreciate that. But what do you think? Heath, how you feeling right now? Are, are you feeling good? And do you think it's going to be an exciting game?
0: I think it will be an exciting game. I think it will be an exciting fourth quarter, um, which is often what really what makes an exciting game. You're right. There might be more running than people would like, and there might be... But, like, how is the defense good is what will really determine. Is the defense good because Spags forces a couple of turnovers and gets four or five sacks on Brock Purdy? Well, that's exciting still. Or is the defense good because we're getting a bunch of runs and threes and outs and punts? Well, that that would be less exciting. Yeah,
2: that you're right. Uh, Jamie, level of excitement for this game? Ten? Eight out of ten. Eight? Ooh. Okay, Dave? Nine out of ten. Heath? Ten. <laughs> Chiefs fan. Uh, also a ten. Why only an eight, Jamie?
3: Um, I do think it's going to be a little bit of a low-scoring affair, and I do think that we will get a, a little bit more of what Heath said in terms of how the defense will be played in this game. I don't think it'll necessarily be a turnover fest. I don't think it'll necessarily be a ton of sacks. I think there's certainly going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks, but I do think there'll be a lot of punts in this game.
2: Well, the over-under 47.5, the spread is the 49ers as two-point favorites right now. Uh, These teams actually don't take a lot of sacks. That's one thing to keep in mind, especially Mahomes. The Chiefs were sacked second-fewest times this season. 49ers, something like the fifth, sixth-fewest times. Um, But uh, But that's...
0: That's relative as well. Like I would assume that Brock Purdy had far, not near as many dropbacks as Patrick Mahomes.
2: All right. I'll look up pressure rate uh, if you'd like. All right. So I've got it. Okay. Um, Dave and I are always in a fight. I don't know why I could have just looked it up. What is your favorite stat about this game or about the teams or one of the teams? What's your favorite stat coming into this game? For me, it's
1: it's, let's go right back to pressure. When Brock Purdy's under pressure this year, his completion rate takes a nosedive. And this is common. 55% completion rate. His touchdown rate, 6%. That's not the nosedive. Here's the nosedive. 16.9% off target rate when he's pressured. It's even more pronounced in the playoffs. His completion rate in these two games, 48% when pressured. 33% of his throws are off target. I guarantee you that Steve Spagnuolo is looking at that, and he's going to find a way to get to Brock Purdy. And on top of that, past five games for the 49ers, throw out Week 18 because Purdy didn't play when he was on the field, a 40.2 pass rush pressure rate against him. So the Chiefs are going to find ways to try and get to Brock Purdy it makes me a little bit nervous about Purdy attacking downfield. I think this is going to be a game where he throws a lot of short throws.
2: About this, the 49ers, 26th in pressure rate allowed. So right. that's seventh worst. And overall,
1: and uh, 40% of the time, Chiefs they're allowed pressure.
2: are actually 20th. So neither team is, but they don't take a lot of sacks. They do get pressured, though. Um, they get the ball out quick. Heath, what's your favorite stat?
0: Uh, it's Patrick Mahomes rushing. He averages 20 rushing yards per game in the regular season, 25 rushing yards per game in postseason games that are not the Super Bowl, and 35 yards per game in the Super Bowl. He's had at least 29 yards in each of his first three Super Bowls. And I think his over-under is currently set at 26 or 27, so I would definitely be on the over on that. I also think with the, the 49ers... Ability to get after the quarterback or at least get pressure and the fact that you may see Mahomes playing from behind probably increases his odds of rushing. So I think the only way he doesn't go over that 26 or 27 number is if Spags just completely dominates the 49ers offense and that seems really unlikely.
2: Jamie your favorite
3: stat. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is just been on fire he's got eight touchdowns in his last eight total touchdowns in the last seven games he scored a touchdown each of his last three games and we've seen the 49ers run defense uh somewhat fall apart in the last two playoff games against the lions and the packers and so um i've done this all season right like a favorite dfs play and so for the super bowl he's my favorite dfs play um i think pacheco is going to have uh, an, an outstanding game and it's funny like you know we we talk about brock purdy as mr relevant um Pacheco was drafted 11 picks ahead of him in the Mm. seventh round. You know, so two seventh round picks coming through in the Super Bowl in key spots.
2: Yeah, Pacheco, his total is 67 and a half rushing yards. He's gone over that in four straight games and five of his last six games. And the 49ers defense, you know, their run defense, as Jamie said, it's not, it has not been great lately. They've actually, from a fantasy standpoint, they've allowed 14 or more PPR fantasy points to six running backs in their last six games, including two Detroit Lions and Aaron Jones in the playoffs.
1: How about favorite- 5.5 yards per carry allowed in their past five games, throw out week 18, their last five games? <laughs> Over five yeah. yards per carry, what's oh, supposed to be a dominant run defense? And I
2: don't know if Hargrave it- played in all of those games, but he played in most, if not all, of those games. You can't blame it on that anymore.
0: And you remember the last time these two teams played, Damian Williams was robbed of the Super Bowl MVP yeah. at yep. 133 yards. And two touchdowns.
1: We're going to talk a lot What's about the, the Chuck running backs. Goes to anytime touchdown number? I'll look it up if no one knows it off the top yeah,
2: of the I end. don't. But we're going to talk a lot about the running backs in this game. But these these teams, they don't see a lot of runs. I think the Chiefs see the third fewest running back rush attempts in the NFL. And the 49ers, the fewest. Something like that. I might have switched that. But we'll see if that uh, is a bigger part of the game plan that what these teams usually see. My favorite stat, the Chiefs blitzed Lamar Jackson 20 times in the AFC Championship game, they never replicated a blitz. It was 20 different blitzes. And this is not something that I've necessarily observed because I'm not breaking down the game film, but everyone I read and hear, Steve Spagnolo is just like on another level right now. He is mentally crushing it. He is doing some really creative things. And the blitzes were great. But Brock Purdy has been the best quarterback against the blitz this year. He's averaging 10.5 yards per attempt against the blitz which is amazing. I mean, he, the second best is Kyler Murray this year at nine yards per attempt. So um, this is something I wanted to talk about, guys. I want, I'm going to ask you for how the 49ers win the game, how the Chiefs win the game. I do want to promote a few things real quick. It is Super Bowl week, and you can stream wall-to-wall coverage with our CBS Sports HQ team of hosts, insiders, and analysts as they tackle the biggest storylines, interview the game's brightest stars, and keep you up to date with the latest betting odds. So just watch HQ from now through Sunday and then beyond on the CBS Sports app. Sportsline, check out Sportsline, check out the Early Edge podcast. You can watch it at youtube.com/sportsline. You should subscribe to a Sportsline subscription. It's incredibly affordable, great information, great gambling information, fantasy information. Check out Sportsline. And we are on the air immediately after the Super Bowl. Hopefully Heath will be a part of that. Uh, but we're going to have a podcast on Sunday night, as we always do after the Super Bowl. Heath, come as you are,
0: whatever it is. You're, you know, I, I, if I can get this in writing, uh, <laughs> then, then maybe, maybe, maybe.
2: Uh, but yes, we'll have a show. Our Monday show will actually be on Sunday night. We'll react to the big game and talk about any fantasy storylines that develop there. I think one of the things that I'm noticing as I've read more and more and more of the advanced research. That after
3: Kelsey proposes or before? <laughs>
2: I want to know if you feel the same way. I I think on paper, it seems like the 49ers have so many advantages. You just heard the stat I gave about the Blitz. Uh, The Chiefs play a lot of man coverage, and and the 49ers are great against man coverage. They're great against press coverage, and the Chiefs play more press coverage than almost any team. The Chiefs struggle against the run, and of course the 49ers have Christian McCaffrey. Um, he, he
3: might as well just not watch him I mean, I I
2: mean know, they had
0: I, two of the they had two of the top four in the MVP voting like it's a historically great team
2: and, and then even the this you know matchup versus matchup it just seems like the 49ers have all, all of the edge on paper no. a spoiler alert I'm picking the chiefs i have already announced that
3: but everybody in the world is picking the chiefs
2: <laughs> no it's,
3: a- they're a- not every one of our of our uh uh experts on
1: the NFL site I picked the Chiefs. To uh, is there anybody on this podcast that's picking the Niners? Nope. There you go.
2: Okay, but what about the public? The, the Niners? Oh, the public because the numbers
3: bet so far in the favor of Chiefs. That's why it's going to start to sway.
0: The yeah. Other. St- yeah.
2: Start to sway. I mean, we're two weeks in. It's like the same that it, that it, what it opened. is two
0: and a half, then it got No, down. it opened at three and a half. And currently on our side, it shows 70% of the public bet is on the Chiefs. It's now down to one point spread. I got it as a two-point spread. Okay, I'm looking at our app. Now, it does our, say our it shows one in one spot and two in another. <laughs> Maybe a big bet just came in, but <laughs> okay. 65% on the money line for the Chiefs. 65%.
2: Okay. All right. Well, it is you know it is interesting, though, because there are a lot of reasons to like the 49ers. So, oh, yeah. Jamie, how do the 49ers win this game?
3: Uh, they don't turn the ball over. They obviously continue to do what most teams have done against the Chiefs and keep Patrick Mahomes contained and not let him have a huge performance. You hit him. I mean, we saw that in the Super Bowl loss against the Bucs. Clearly, that's a big part of it. In the offensive line was a disaster in that game, we know. But um, if you can make him uncomfortable and and as you said, they don't take a lot of sacks. He doesn't take a lot of sacks, but if he does get hit and get gets, you know, to the point where he's, you know, seeing things that you know, his eyes are looking down and those type of things. Uh, obviously the receivers continue to make drops. They can they keep Kelsey in check. They really get kept Kelsey in check in the first game. Six catches, 43 yards. He did score a touchdown. Um, but keep him out of the end zone and then keep you know Pacheco contained. But look, if they're if their offense is moving the ball, they're probably gonna win this game. You know, it's gonna be a big game for the Chiefs defense. That's the to me, that's the key to all of this. Is the Chiefs defense shows up and contains the San Francisco 49ers offense, the Chiefs will score enough points. You know, 2017 type of win, 2420. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair, Uh, but the 49ers win
1: by, I, I think, moving the ball offensively and doing what they do.
2: Dave, how did the 49ers win?
1: I think it comes down to not making mistakes and not falling behind early. That's been a problem for them in their two playoff games. They fell behind against Green Bay and they had to rally to beat them. Same thing against Detroit, the Lions. You could make the argument they let them back in the game. I think if that happens here, Kansas City won't let them back in the game. Their coach much smarter. Mahomes is better, and I think Jamie is absolutely right about the Chiefs' defense. And I know what you said about uh, the the Chiefs playing a lot of man coverage, and they did against Baltimore. But a lot of teams play heavy man coverage against Baltimore. I would be shocked if they went that route against San Francisco. Most teams play the 49ers with heavy zone coverage. The reason why Purdy is so good against the Blitz is because Deems play man coverage behind. And I don't think Kansas City is going to do that. They might Blitz and play zone coverage behind, try and keep the big play from happening while still trying to get to Brock Purdy. And I would trust Steve Spagnuolo to understand all that and not do the different side of the ball, different team, but what Todd Mankin did and just try and do something completely different to throw off the opponent. I don't think Spags is going to do that, and I think they can still get some pressure with just rushing four guys because they've got some good rushers who can do that between at least Jones and Karloftis. I think Dana is a good pass rusher too. But bottom line, the 49ers win if they don't make mistakes and they don't... They just put up enough points to get by. They could win this game 23-21, something like that.
2: Uh, By the way, you said big plays. The Chiefs allow the fewest completions of 20 or more yards. The 49ers have the most completions of 20 or more yards. So that will obviously be something to keep an eye on. Heath, how do the 49ers ruin your
0: evening? Uh, Don't turn the ball over, or at least win the turnover battle. Um, Don't make a mistake in the back end of the secondary. Don't let MVS or or Michael Hardman or Kadarius Tony or somebody be running with nobody within twenty yards from him. Make them, make the Chiefs go five to ten yards at a time, and then don't be so cautious on fourth down. They need to score more touchdowns than they kick field goals.
2: Okay, so by the uh, by the way, Schaefer is a
3: great making- point. If Shanahan doesn't screw this up too, like he's had some bad gaffes and big games. Uh, as the, oh, as the yeah. caller for the Falcons. We all remember that one. Um, and the Packers game, you know, the end of the first half was awful.
2: Uh, Schaefer's picking the 49ers, and I want to read this from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This was on February 7th. Today is the 9th, so it's slightly outdated. One $1 million wager and eight six-figure bets have been placed at Sportsbook so far on the Super Bowl spread and money line. All nine major wagers are on the 49ers. So the public likes the Chiefs perhaps the sharps like the 49ers.
0: Well, it, like if you were a sharp that used advanced statistics, I don't know how you would pick the Chiefs.
2: Right. So why are we all picking the Chiefs? Okay, so so how do the Chiefs win this game? Heath, I'll start with you. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but he's not even
0: he's not even putting up huge numbers. He's just no, he's just matter. playing well. Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yeah. The, I think the 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 thing is is for the, there's like, there's lots of different ways this game could go. It could be a blowout for either team. It's probably a pretty sm- small percentage, but it could happen. Um, the Chiefs could be playing with a, a one score lead in the fourth quarter, and I, and I feel okay about specs. But the 49ers have to pretty much be up two scores with less than five minutes left. They're they're not going to win if Mahomes gets the ball with five six minutes left and the game is a one score game. Well,
2: what uh, can the 49ers win if if the Chiefs are up by one score with three minutes left? Because Purdy at least and he hasn't been great in the playoffs, but he at least has shown that he can take his team down the field when it counts. I
0: think it's a it's it might be a coin flip in that situation. Can it's the it's the the best matchup of the game? It's Shanahan against Spags. It's it's can Purdy go lead? We'll find out. Yeah, but I don't think like. What are the odds going to be, or the win probability in people, everybody's mind, if the Chiefs are down three with the ball at the thir- their own thirty with three minutes left? Oh, overtime!
2: Yeah, uh, the Chiefs are going to win. I see. <laughs> they see at least going overtime, right? All right, uh, Jamie, how did the Chiefs win this game? I think
3: Pacheco has a big game. I think that's a big part of it. You know, again, the the forty nine ers run defense has not been as lights out as they were during the season, just in terms of fantasy points, they were fourth in terms of fewest fantasy points allowed to running backs. And then Jones goes for hundred and, and the two lines guys go for 130 plus with, um, you know, two touchdowns and and moderate success in the passing game. But I think it's a, it's, it's a Kelsey Pacheco game. It's kind of what we saw against the Ravens where they come out. The, the script to start the game is very successful against the 49ers defense. 49ers have been shook each of the last two games, as Dave alluded to, certainly the Lions game, you know, I mean, the, the Ben Johnson play calling in the first half was fantastic and then just kind of fell apart in the second half. But if Andy Reid does his job, which he typically does when he has time to prepare, we know his success off a bye, I think he'll have a good enough game plan. Mahomes will be successful. They'll hold the ball uh, for a good portion of the first quarter. And they play with the lead, and and as he said, you know, Spags versus Shanahan, I would take my chances with Spagnolo there too, C- certainly against an inexperienced Brock Purdy in this stage. So he's been awesome, the 49ers have been awesome, but I think the Chiefs defense to me is the best unit on the field, and I think if the Chiefs have a lead with minimal time remaining in the game, they win this game, unlike what happened to the Lions last time.
2: All right, I'm going to ask Dave how the Chiefs win this game, but first I have to take a commercial break here. Also, I forgot to bring up something on the 49ers' side about how they could win the game. Um, And another advantage that I think they have that I'd like to get your thoughts on. Uh, Dave, how will the Chiefs win the game? Tell me after this break. You're up, Dave. How do the Chiefs win this game?
1: It's a lot of what the fellas have already said. But I I think if we're going to talk about the coaching matchups and Shanahan versus Spagnuolo is going to be awesome to see, Andy Reid versus Steve Wilkes might not be nearly as awesome. I think Reid could have a significant edge there over Wilkes, who, again, bring up what happened in the prior playoff games when they were up against good offenses. And you can look back to the Baltimore game in the regular season as well. This 49ers defense struggled early and had a hard time coming back. They didn't come back against Baltimore and they had to fight 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 to come back against Green Bay and Detroit. Here's another factor that we haven't talked about yet. And this isn't me being silly. This is the truth. I think Harrison Butker oh, makes yeah. a difference. Oh yeah. I think Jake Moody makes a difference too. Moody has not been a great kicker for San Francisco. It wouldn't surprise me if he missed an important kick in this game whereas Harrison Butker, not the strongest leg in the league, but someone who could probably put down a couple of field goals if push comes to shove.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I think you guys laughed at me when I talked about where would the chiefs be these last five years or whatever without Harrison Butker, but I mean it uh, wholeheartedly. I'm going to ask you guys for your biggest X factors later. And Harrison Butker was actually my biggest X factor. Um, There's one other storyline I wanted to talk about here though. And it's, it's Debo Samuel. And I, I look at the five wide receivers who have had more than 80 yards against the Chiefs, 80 receiving yards against the Chiefs. Uh, they are Josh Reynolds back in week one. Uh, 80 or more. He had 80. Christian this is Kirk. on the season? Yeah. Only
1: five wide receivers have more than 80 yards against the Chiefs? Yeah.
2: yeah, Amazing, right? Josh Reynolds. Actually, yeah, it's, a, a, it's 80 or more. Stat. Go it's, ahead. It's 80 or more because Reynolds had 80. Christian Kirk, Josh Palmer, Devontae Smith, Kay. and Zay Flowers. And I just don't see Legereus Sneed lining up against Debo Samuel. It might happen a few right. times, but it's those guys that Sneed's not going to shadow that have the big games. And and he's just such a game wrecker. You don't you can't really defend Debo Samuel that well. So I think if the 49ers win, I really feel like Debo's going to have to have a big game.
3: Yeah, uh, you're, you're right. It, it's funny, like I, I uh, the story that I referenced about Pacheco. Like I read, I do a bunch of props in there too, and. um I always try to look for the ones that are reduced in, in in our favor. So you're getting Debo Samuel under four and a half receptions. I think it's like plus 100. Um, it's risky, clearly, because I, I agree with you, Adam. I think it's – he's the one sort of X factor, if you want to use that phrase, that it's hard to account for because what he does is so unique and so different. He had three carries for 53 yards in, in, in the previous Super Bowl against them as well. So you know he'll make an impact. At least you would expect carrying the ball. He's got 10 games a season, injury certainly factored into it. 10 games a season with four catches or less. You know, so he could still make an impact without catching the ball. Uh but yes, uh, I think most of the 49ers you know I read a few stories last night are expecting Snead to match up with Ayuk which makes it tough for, you know, you trust Ayuk in a DFS. Um, but yeah, Debo's sort of the the biggest wild card in this game. And, you know, you hope he's healthy, which it seems to be the case. And you hope that he's able to, you know, from 49ers perspective, have that type of impact on the game because he could be the difference in this game could be easily an MVP candidate for this matchup
0: for that four and a half number too. I think it's not hard for me to see this as a game where there just aren't as many pass attempts for Brock Purdy. Um, I think both these teams are probably going to try to establish the run early and could be a pretty short first half. Um, so he, he might have a, a decent day, just not have that many targets.
2: All right. So my said, my biggest X factors are Harrison Butker and Debo Samuel. Heath, how about you? Who are the biggest X factors? One, two, whatever.
0: Um, I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey, I think, because if like the chiefs haven't been great against the rush this year, and McCaffrey is the best running back in the NFL. And he could have, I mean, Shanahan's not afraid to let him touch it 30 times. You could have 30 touches for 200 yards and and just run away with the Super Bowl MVP. And I, on the Chiefs' side, um, I'll go with McDuffie because Sneed gets a lot of credit and has been very very good, but McDuffie's done some really good things, and I could see him getting a big pick in a big moment.
2: Okay, Jamie, how about your Biggest X factors uh,
3: for me: Pacheco out of the backfield. Uh, there have been, you know, and again, I was looking at the props, but uh, he's, his prop is at 16 and a half receiving yards. Uh, there have been 17 running backs against San Francisco that have had 17 or more receiving yards against them this season. So I think that's a number he can certainly get to. And we haven't seen him really involved in the passing game much in the playoffs. But I think this is a guy that's going to touch the ball probably close to, as, as he said, if, if the 49ers are playing with a lead, McCaffrey could get 30 touches. I wouldn't be surprised with the Chiefs playing with a lead, as we saw 24 carries for Pacheco against the Ravens. Like he's going to be 20 to 25 touches if things are going right for Kansas City. Again, playing with the lead, relying on their defense, and, and letting Pacheco do what he's capable of doing. So for me, it's, it's him in the passing game as well. Uh, again, I think his carries will be there. I think he'll have success on the ground. But I think we could see a 4-5 or five catch game for him. And prior to the playoffs, he had three, three or four straight games with at least three receptions. So I could see a 3-for-30 type of game out of the backfield for him also. All
2: right. uh, by the way, I think I know who the captain or the MVP of Jamie's DFS lineup
1: is going to be. It's actually not, <laughs> but um, he's in both my lineups. <laughs>
2: Uh, Dave, what do you got? Who's the X factor?
1: The first X factor is Nick Allegretti, who's going to replace Joe Tooney at left guard. He was awesome as a pass protector against Baltimore two weeks ago. Not as good as a run blocker, but that didn't seem to matter that much because Pacheco had a nice game running uh, against the Rams. At least he was moderately effective, I would say. Um, But the pass protection, that's what really matters. Letting Mahomes at first, he started the game getting rid of the ball quickly. The Chiefs got comfortable with the offensive line and they were able to just let Mahomes take a few more shots in the second half. Not that he was necessarily effective, but he protected him. I think that that's a huge X factor. Um, One other X factor, and this is one that might not apply to fantasy, but just for the game itself, is Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback that can do anything in that San Francisco offense. Wouldn't be surprised if there's some plays designed when they're inside the five to get him open. To catch a touchdown to use him as someone on fourth and one to use him third down and three. He sneaks out of the backfield. He's a good pass catcher. He's a veteran who's helped the Niners before. This is a game where they're where Kyle Shannon going to lean on the players he trusts the most. He's somebody who I think could end up being an important player to move the chains for the Niners.
2: Did everybody? Yeah, everybody gave their excisers. Okay, wonderful. And with that, it is time for our picks and predictions. I'm uh, gonna let the Chiefs fan Heath go first. We're all we know. We're all picking the Chiefs, so let's see what the scores are going to be.
0: Yeah, I'll go Chiefs twenty to thirteen. Okay, oh. Jamie,
3: Chiefs twenty seventeen. All
2: right, let me write all this down. Kansas City twenty to thirteen. Actually, Heath, give me an MVP. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Jamie, you said twenty seventeen. Yeah, and MVP. Harrison
0: Butker. <laughs> come on. <Ooh. laughs> there <you go>. Yes. <laughs> Makes the game-winning field goal. Beautiful. Yep.
1: yep. Really? Fine. Harrison Butker. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why not? Dave? 24-17 Chiefs. Mahomes is the MVP.
2: All right. 24-23 Chiefs for me.
1: It's got to be Kelsey,
2: right? I mean, come on. He's going to propose after the game, probably. He's going to win the Stop MVP. <laughs> what did you say? 23-17, Dave, you said? Yes. All right. 20, 20 to 13. 24 so, 17. 24-17. 24-17. 20, sorry. 24 17. So Heath and Dave have the Chiefs by a touchdown. Jamie by a field I'll goal. I'll say Pacheco as the MVP. Pacheco, oh, why not? And, and De- Jamie has them by a field goal, and I have them by one point with two votes for Mahomes, one for
1: Pacheco, and one for Travis Kelsey.
3: Maybe the Richie James revenge game. Yes. yes. I
1: don't think so. Is knows. this Does this qualify as a kiss of death? We're all saying the Chiefs. Oh, the,
3: the, there, I don't know if there's many. Uh, quote unquote experts not predicting the Chiefs. There's certainly a few, but I mean, it feels like the majority of people in our Yeah,
0: I know this. I saw they had like 70 something percent of the ESPN personalities had picked the Chiefs too.
1: Yeah. And I I was I was a little surprised that the Niners were a favorite. So I wonder if we're all just getting led but, to the slaughter here by the odds.
2: And like I said, all the sharps, you know, betting for the Niners, but it's just turnovers for me. Honestly. It's just I don't trust Purdy to not make mistakes. I looked at yeah. Purdy's schedule. I don't think I realized this, but you know, look, fantasy points allowed doesn't necessarily equate to the best defenses, but it, it does tell you something. He's only faced one team that's been top five in fantasy points allowed per game to quarterbacks, and that was Baltimore, and he threw four interceptions. He stunk at Cleveland. He didn't have Debo in that game. Uh, he tore up the Cowboys, so those are the only three teams that were top 10 in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Meanwhile, you look at the Chiefs and their schedule, and they have, okay, they faced, in nine games, they faced these teams, Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, Detroit, the Chargers with Justin Herbert, the Eagles, the Packers, and the Ravens. So a few of those teams they faced twice. They allowed 17 points per game. In nine games against the Dolphins, Bills, Ravens—I think I said the Ravens twice. Sorry, the Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Lions, Chargers, Eagles, and Packers. Like, unbelievable. Even against the toughest competition, they're they're playing so well. So yeah, I mean, I I just yeah, they're gonna win. And I think (laughs)
0: like it's it's important to note that while we're all picking the Chiefs, like we all had it as a one-score game. Yeah. nobody's going to be that surprised if the 49ers come out and win.
2: Right. I mean, the bills could have won the Ravens. Obviously the biggest play of the game was the Snead fumble. They had a chance to win. So sure. It should be great. Now we haven't talked about food. I do do have some eggplant sandwiches. I know Dave was not happy about that, but I did have to get (laughs) some eggplant. Plural. We have, well, it's one foot long eggplant. It's cut into four eggplant sandwiches. And how many people are coming to your
1: eggplant. Super Bowl party? I've got like eggplant, or or even asked for an eggplant sandwich.
2: One asked, two. I think at least two will eat, and then I have. Uh, how did they ask? Well, one's a vegetarian, so I said, "Do you want a but, eggplant?" But it was sandwich?
0: like words, right?
2: I texted her. I said, "I'm getting an. Okay. Egg, egg. Is That's that cool?" she said, numbers. "Yes, great."
0: No, no. What? You, what? What's no? Okay, nothing. But, so I've got they some. They
1: pantomimed chick- what they wanted to eat. I've got chicken how you, cutlet. How do you pantomime eggplant? Thomas gets it. <laughs> okay.
2: Crack. Okay. I, I, I'm on the same page now. I got Thomas some chicken cutlet. It. I got some uh, some uh, <laughs> Italian. I got some turkey and I got some eggplant. I got some pizza. I've got my every, The only time every year that I get this. Regular Lay's potato chips with French onion dip. It's like, I don't know why it is the Super Bowl snack for me. So I got that. We're going to have some Buffalo chicken dip. It's going to be a fantastic food day. Go ahead, share, share, fellas. What's on the menu?
3: I'm going to somebody's house. I have no idea what they're serving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, g- g- making a brisket. And uh, I think my wife is making some uh, cheesy potato casserole. You know, that cheesy potato dish with the cornflakes on top of it. <laughs> Ooh, um, nice. What? Yes. Uh, I- we'll have s- some baked beans, some collared greens. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: every year, I drool over Heath's Super Bowl menu. And every year, I never make it to Heath's house for to watch the Super Bowl.
2: Are you invited?
1: No. <laughs> um, my wife likes to make a, a spinach dip every year, so that'll be on the menu. We will probably get wings and pizza. So, no eggplant at my house, but lots of really good stuff for the game. Okay. It's um, an important day to have finger food. You don't want to. You don't want to muck it up with forks and knives. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of which, I have to go
2: out and buy forks. Uh, all what right. What about look- your RTX party? Are you still? I'm not having an arts and crafts party. That is my friend. The worst thing I've ever done so you're for a ditching
1: friend. Your friend's fartsy party. It's in Davy, Florida. Oh, nice.
2: Go go enjoy it. Did you name it yet? It's sports and crafts. I think. Sports I think.
0: and crafts. Yeah.
2: Um, all right. News and notes, real quick. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, like a sign, like welcome to the arts and farts party. <laughs> Who voted for Josh Allen instead of Lamar Jackson? First. Uh,
0: Shats. Right. Uh, I think he's been tweeting about it today. Wasn't a Bills reporter, was it?
1: Doesn't sound like it.
2: Okay. No. All right, fine. He shouldn't have voted for for Josh Allen. I mean, like, give me a break. The guy, the guy threw so many interceptions, turned the ball over so many times. He got his offensive coordinator fired, and you voted for him over Lamar Jackson. That's a bad vote.
0: Um, yeah, I don't think
2: his second half of the season was pretty fantastic. Yeah, he's great, right. but it was Lamar Jackson. Forty nine out of fifty people voted
0: Lamar Jackson first. Come on, it's a bad vote. He 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 has a a. Um A unanimous one. This season wasn't near as good as that season. This one shouldn't have been unanimous. Why a Unanimous, unanimous, it would take something away from it. If every time Lamar Jackson wins it, it's unanimous.
3: (laughs) I I think, to be fair, though, McCaffrey should have gotten more first-place votes. Yeah.
0: That would have been my second-place vote,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Stefanski was named Coach of the Year. The Texans got both Rookies of the Year, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Dallas is hiring Mike Zimmer as the defensive coordinator – and the injuries. Joe Tooney is is pretty much the only noteworthy injury, I think.
1: Well, there's Jerick McKinnon uh, yeah. who's practicing this week, but Andy Reid said that he's unlikely to play. Kittle's got a toe injury, but it should be fine.
2: And Rasheed Rice it's is fine. on the injury report with an ankle. I don't know if there's anything else.
1: Should we talk about Rice and Kittle and Oh, we're going to we didn't really talk about IUK. No, we're like, going to we're, we're about to get to the props and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. okay.
2: So we're going to take one more commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about player props. Um yeah. Kid who who do we like? It's funny. Uh this game, there it's it's not like you're going deep in the on the rosters to find players, right? I mean it's just
0: I would guess there is a Chiefs wide receiver who has been terrible this season who does something good. Because all but one of them have been terrible this season.
2: <laughs> right. But who is going to be? active? though? That's the thing. Probably going to be MBS, but if anyone, but, but like, you know, it's not one of those games where you're going for, like, the third wide receiver on a team. All right, anyway, we'll be right back after another quick commercial break. Stick around. Okay, guys. I guess let's go quarterback by quarterback here. You want to talk about the props, or do you want to just, like, give your thoughts, or what? Both. All right, so Mahomes actually has a higher passing yards prop than Purdy. I feel like this must... Like, to me, it feels like a typo, so I'll double-check, but Mahomes... 262.5 passing yards. Purdy 246.5 passing yards. That's what I'm looking at on FanDuel. It's not I don't think tr- I don't
1: have that. You don't have That's that? That's FanDuel.
2: That's FanDuel. Yep.
1: So, wow. Yeah, I mean,
2: Purdy has gone over his 246.5 in 12 of 18 games. Mahomes has gone over in 8 of 19 games his prop. Uh, he's He had one game where he was at 262 yards. His prop is 262.5. So if you took the 262 and gave that as a win, then it'd be 9 over, 10 under. So it's basically like a 50-50 proposition for Mahomes, um, whereas Purdy is typically
0: over his number. But Purdy's playing one of the best defenses in the NFL.
3: Yeah, only seven quarterbacks have been over that number against the Chiefs this season. One was Lamar Jackson last week. Uh, they've obviously been very good against two quarterbacks in the playoffs and Josh Allen and Tua Tagovailoa holding them to under 200 passing yards each. So um, tough to say that this is a number that Purdy will go under because it's pretty low. But based on the defense, I would
2: think he's going to go under.
0: I don't think I'd bet on either one of those numbers. Say the Purdy
1: t- number one more time.
2: Yeah. 246.5.
1: Yeah, that's what I th- I thought you said something different, Adam.
2: No,
3: the one that's intriguing for me from Mahomes is is the passing touchdowns because he hasn't been very consistent throwing two passing touchdowns, and that's another one that's again you're getting that with a plus number. Yep. Um, I think it is plus plus one thirty on Caesars. Yeah, plus one fourteen on on FanDuel, uh, which is our partner. Um, so uh, <laughs> under one and a half passing touchdowns for Mahomes would be uh, the one that I would look at if you're looking for some favorable odds.
0: And Mahomes rushing is at 26 right now? And a half.
3: Mahomes rushing is at 26 and a half. Yes, that's another, you know, one that's minus 110. Um you mentioned it before Heath. Yeah, he's averaging 33 and a half yards, right? Uh, 35.3 yeah. rushing yards in 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 the Super Bowl. Um he hasn't done it very consistently this season. Uh, a little bit more early in the season than later in the season, but just given the opportunity of what he's done in the Super Bowl and knowing that he's probably not giving up the ball very much, <laughs> I think he's going to uh I'm obviously throwing it, but you know what I mean. Um, he's uh he's he's probably going to have an opportunity to get over this number. Uh
2: McCaffrey is 89 and a half rushing yards. He's
3: actually gone down in in a day.
2: Yeah. And it yeah, Paul-
3: was over it was like 92.
2: And Pacheco, I I'm not sure I'm playing any props, honestly. I just don't have a great feel for how this game's gonna play out. I'm fine admitting that. But I think if there were one for me, it'd be Pacheco over sixty seven and a half. I think Jamie And, and Ruiz, it's such a
3: funny number because that's exactly what he was in the AFC championship game with 68 uh, rushing. Uh, so
2: no he's actually uh, 67 and a half in the AFC championship game. <laughs>
3: I thought it was 67 and third. Um it's uh it, it it feels like it's a good number to play. Like you said. Um you know he's he's gonna get the opportunities. There's not a lot of, you know, I don't think we're seeing a lot of Clyde Edwards-Helaire in this game, for example. So I don't think he's coming off the field very much. Both running backs most likely aren't coming off the field very much. So, given all those those carries, I also like I said his his um his receiving yards prop at sixteen and a half. That feels like a safe number. Also,
0: you guys, have yeah, I like. I think in order, my top three right now would be Mahomes rushing, Pacheco rushing, Pacheco receiving. Yep.
2: I didn't give them the McCaffrey receiving. It's thirty three and a half for McCaffrey.
1: That's I mine. Want- I like that one. Over for which direction? Uh, over, I think he goes over that. I think the Niners lean on him, and if if I believe if I if I'm going to believe that the Chiefs are going to pressure Purdy, the guy that he throws the ball to the most when he's pressured is McCaffrey.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you, Dave. It's not my favorite, but I'm with you in terms of McCaffrey. Oh, like the right. 89 and a half is is not a bad number either, just because of how the Chiefs' run defense has sort of looked better in the playoffs, but prior to the playoffs, and and I think just based on if the Ravens, for example, had actually run the ball, that number probably looks a little bit different. But um, McCaffrey's receiving numbers should be potentially huge in this game. Now, the reception total—it's like minus 122. It's one of the you know worst odds you can you can get. You know, if you're looking at trying to make some money off of it. Um, but the the receiving yards total is minus 110 at least. So at least you're getting somewhat of a favorable number.
0: It's just – it's it's going to be so interesting because I there's been so much talk about how the Chiefs played out of Diamond Nickel so much against the Ravens. But they also brought so many guys to the line of scrimmage and just blitzed and blitzed and blitzed. It's almost like they put that small package of personnel out there to get the team thinking about one thing, and then they defend in a different way. Like if they're loading up the line of scrimmage, even if it's with smaller guys, McCaffrey might catch a bunch of passes and just get tackled immediately.
1: Yeah, that's the magic of Spags. But Spags knows that it's going to be tough to – contain McCaffrey. And I bet he's just going to try and contain him. And knowing what I know about coaches, usually when they face a running back that they just, they just hope to contain, they don't want to like put too much effort into shutting him down. They're going to play a lot of zone coverage with faster guys. The thing, the
3: thing you hope for is a lot of targets and then his just potential of being him. He breaks one or two and he's got 40 to 50 yards receiving in this game. All
2: right. Do you guys have any, I'm not going to go through every, prop uh for every receiver but do you have any strong thoughts on rasheed rice debo samuel brandon iuke george kittle travis
0: kelsey what, what's iuke's reception number at i think reception total Ju- juice
3: to the under yeah it's, it's a tough number to play but the receiving yards prop is pretty
1: good 59 and a half
3: he's been he's been tough on he's, he's struggled on the road uh i think he's been under this number six of nine times he's been under this number nine times this season six of the nine have been on the road so he typically plays better at home understandably so um yeah i, I think just the opportunity like dave was talking about the defense i, I could almost see sneed shadowing Ayuk mm-hmm. and zone across the board the rest of the way and sneed just matching up with Ayuk is a bad proposition for Ayuk. right
1: that's a killer for Ayuk. and if you think purdy's going to get the ball out quick uh twelve of Iuk's eighty-one catches this year have come when the ball is out quick. That's not a lot, obviously. So I I, I would lean toward the unders on IUK.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually play it. It's cause on FanDuel it's sixty two and a
1: half. So I'm gonna go under on that. That's smart. There there might be let me see if I can say this the right way so I don't get chastised by Jamie. There might be other places where that number <laughs> is lower than sixty two and a half.
2: Which means, yeah, if you want to go under, then, you know, play it on FanDuel. Uh, and then Kittle. I mean, Kittle, in the games where everyone's been healthy, no one's left early with an injury, McCaffrey, Debo, Sam, uh, IU, Kittle, he's been on pace for 88 targets. So he just isn't that involved. Um, his prop is, I think, 49 and a half.
1: Yep, 49. It is.
2: I don't want to play it because I, I still feel like he's so damn good. And he could have a seventy-yard play. I leave lean under there on Kittle. Uh, Same. Kelsey it's is just what, so
3: low, 70? though. That's the problem. And and I think to Dave's point again of Purdy leaning on short area targets, this is where you got to hope the magic of Shanahan and the yards after catch come into play. So I think the targets and the receptions are going to be there for Kittle, and you are hoping that he breaks one or two long runs. So I actually like the over.
2: Oh, what about Kelsey? Not by much, but I like the over. Kelsey's 72 and a half Heath and he's been around that in two of the three games he's had 71 75 and 116 yards in three postseason games I I don't really think the 49ers have shown that they're good against tight ends They're not bad
0: they're uh, really good over the middle but Kelsey doesn't always go over the middle he, he I mean he hmm. had that touchdown that he caught against Baltimore was was on the on the boundary basically so 72 and a half sounds like a number that I wouldn't have a strong lean either way I think it if that one goes over, it's probably because the Chiefs are playing from behind or chasing a score in the fourth quarter. Um, I think if the game goes the way that the Chiefs hope that it goes, then there's a chance that that Kelsey just doesn't need to catch enough passes to get to seven, two and a half.
1: Isn't it steamed up? The from Tokyo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it, it? I think it's steamed up, and I think Mahomes' passing yardage number is steamed up just because the public loves those guys, and they see that connection as strong uh, I will say that in the playoffs, his target per route run rate is almost 30% against zone coverage. So Mahomes is looking for him. Niners play a ton of zone coverage. I would expect them to do that here. Um, that would make me lean a little bit toward taking the over. Uh, there's, there, there's an interesting thing that a lot of books do. I'm sure FanDuel does it where you can bet on a different number than what the main number is. And so if you can bet on 75 or more yards at FanDuel, the odds should be lower, and you should go and lean in that direction. There's tips like that and more coming up later today. Player Prop Show on YouTube, 4 p.m. Eastern from Sportsline. I'll give out my favorite prop there. And the best prop handicapper I know, who's nicknamed Prop Stars, will be there to go over his favorite lines as well. So if you're into that sort of thing – Friday, 4 p.m., it's live on YouTube, and you can always watch the replay on youtube.com.
3: I also like uh, for Kelsey the uh, the under on his six and a half receptions, and that's a number that's juicing your favorite too plus on, money. on the handle. Mm-hmm. So uh, he had the six catches against the 49ers. Um, I think if I pulled up, but um, he had six catches on the dot against the Bills. And, you know, it's just, again, the fact that you're getting that at a, at a plus number. Uh, plus what do you see it at?
1: I'm sorry? What is the plus number? 122. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. That's
3: everybody. great if you think that Kelsey's
1: not going to get so, six that's
3: catches or fewer that's than good. 11 of 18 games.
2: If anybody wants to be like me, this is what I'm doing. Hmm. No, one we're going to order eggplant. I got the Chiefs plus one and a half. I got Iuke under 62.5. Mahomes under 262.5. Pacheco over 67.5. And, and that's it. It's not a parlay. It's just, just what I've got. Small bets. I'm not a big wagerer. Just kind of like, "Eh, let's see how I do. Those types of things.
0: What was Rasheed Rice's number?
1: That I don't know. (laughs) I was gonna. I see sixty-seven and a half. Sixty-seven and a half. Okay. I I would look at the over on his receptions, but I bet that thing is juice to the moon.
2: I do not see him with props on Fanduel, um, so maybe that will happen when there's a little. It may have been because of the
0: added to the injury report yesterday. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. possible. All
2: right, so what do you do? We like Rasheed Rice in this game.
0: Is yes. he okay? Yeah, let's say he's okay. Yeah. Um, I agree, I with Dave. Have, I think
3: they over on the receptions, down under on yards.
0: I I have a little bit of fear. For Rice. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, like just like his style and basically playing running back out wide, and those 49ers running backs or linebackers are violent. Mm.
2: Well, if he's not okay, I think the Niners are gonna win, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) So still got Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) All right, all right.
3: Let's get our I, I gotta see what Prisco did, but how would you rank the players in this game? Mahomes won.
2: Uh McCaff.
3: McCaffrey would be next. Well, I mean, you go Trent Williams, you go Chris Jones. There's yeah. lots of directions you can go in terms
2: of great Williams would be up there. Fred Werner and... Uh, Snead, Joey Bosa yep. and... The best cornerback in the world. Nick, Nick Bosa, sorry. Um, Nick Bosa is not in the top five. I
1: don't in this think game, he is either. Top no.
3: ten,
2: yes. So who is number two? I guess the McCaffrey.
3: You can say McCaffrey. So Mahomes, Mahomes, McCaffrey.
1: McCaffrey, Trent Williams. I go Chris Jones. Chris Jones has to be fourth i go Jones over Williams. Is it based on right now? It has yeah. to be, right? Yeah, of course.
2: You got the best... Got Fred Warner is considered the best linebacker in football, right?
0: Yeah, he's up. You, you get the, the best linebacker, the best interior defensive lineman right now, the best corner, the best running back, the best quarterback. Should be a good game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Maybe the best ma- kicker right and now. And
2: you got Mahomes. Because you meant Purdy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we like the Chiefs. Oh, oh, sorry. DFS. DFS lineups. Jamie, you can start.
3: Uh, I'll give FanDuel. Be a company guy. Um, I have uh, Mahomes in the MVP spot. With, or is that the right one? Sorry. Uh, Mahomes in the MVP spot. No, I'm sorry. McCaffrey, the MVP spot. Kelsey, Pacheco, Debo Samuel, and Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk is almost like, uh, I I think it would be in everybody's lineups because of his cost. He's very cheap on FanDuel. He's extremely cheap on DraftKings, $800 on DraftKings. Uh, But this was, I did two lineups for for Sportsline. McCaffrey is the MVP on FanDuel, and Mahomes is the MVP on DraftKings.
0: I've got uh, McCaffrey as the MVP. Pacheco, Butker, Chiefs defense, and Debo Samuel. No quarterbacks. No quarterbacks. Dave,
1: I also have no quarterbacks, but mine's pretty chalky as well. McCaffrey in the MVP, Pacheco's in my lineup, Uscheck is in my lineup, and that gave me the chance to get both Debo and Rashi Rice. What, what have I been saying about Rice all year? Dude's got a nose for the end zone. Mm-hmm. I think that if he's okay, I think he can score and get a bunch of catches on top of it.
2: And everything you heard me say over the last 47 minutes, just ignore, because it is completely contrary to what my duel lineup is, because I decided I'm just going to go with, uh, like, what if I'm completely wrong? And the 49ers are awesome. So Debo MVP, Purdy, Iuke, Kelsey, Butker. Uh, Debo, you know, you get that rushing touchdown from Debo. That is great for him and not good for Purdy, obviously. So that's what I'm hoping for, a Debo rushing touchdown. And obviously bad for McCaffrey. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks. Enjoy the Super Bowl, fellas.
0: Yay. Yay. Have fun. Right. Good luck, Keith. Thanks.
2: Good luck, Keith. I mean, you're probably bored at this point, like like whatever.
0: But No, I was bored in week eight when we were talking about what's wrong with the Chiefs. I'm excited now.
2: <laughs> it would be kind of sweet, right? Like so many doubters this year. Three straight yeah. weeks as an underdog. Um, all right. We'll talk to you Sunday night. Keith is hosting. And we'll talk to you then on <laughs> Fantasy Football Today.